0: Welcome to Rama for Today Radio.
1: Now Peter was born again filled with the Holy Ghost. But he had been brought up in the Jewish religion. And it's hard to get away from what you've been taught, whether it's right or wrong. Eating these things were against the belief of the day in which he was living. So he said, not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that's common and unclean. See, Jews were not supposed to eat certain foods. Some were clean, some were unclean to them.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth e. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth e. Hagan's classic message.
1: Now, the second type of vision is when one falls into a trance. Cornelius didn't fall into a trance, but the scripture says that Peter did. See Acts, the 10th chapter, the 10th verse, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, that's these men that Cornelius had sent to get Peter, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Now, that would be 12 o'clock noon. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. That's Acts, the 10th chapter now, the 9th and 10th verses. You see, when you fall into a trance, your physical senses are suspended. You don't know where you are. You don't know what's going on around you. Then the third type of vision is what is called an open vision. That's where you actually see with your physical eyes open. Of all the visions that I've had, only two of them have been open visions. I had my eyes wide open, and to me it was very real. In some other visions, I fell into a trance, and then others were spiritual visions. Nonetheless, the Bible calls this appearance of the angel to Cornelius a vision. Then it tells us also that Peter fell into a trance. He saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending. Then in the 19th verse, we read, While Peter thought on the vision. Although this was a different type of vision, it was still a vision. He didn't know what it meant. Of course, Cornelius knew exactly what his vision meant because the angel spoke to him, telling him what to do, to send men to Joppa, to a certain house, and to call for one Simon Peter who would tell him how to be saved. Notice that Cornelius did what the angel told him to do. The angel couldn't tell him how to be saved, God never ordained that angels should preach the gospel. They can't. Men must preach the gospel. Mark 16, 15, uh, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. All the angel could do was to tell him where to go to get someone who could tell him how to be saved. Now, secondly, notice that Peter's vision was symbolic. What he saw was a symbol of something. He didn't know immediately what he meant. He saw a great sheet let down, so to speak, uh, from the four corners from heaven, and on which were all kind of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts, creeping things and fowls of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, Rise, Peter, slay or kill and eat. Now Peter was born again filled with the Holy Ghost, but he had been brought up in the Jewish religion. And it's hard to get away from what you've been taught, whether it's right or wrong. Eating these things were against the belief of the day in which he was living. So he said, not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that's common and unclean. See, Jews were not supposed to eat certain foods. Some were clean and some were unclean to them. Now this does not apply to us however Paul taught this very plainly writing to Timothy he said 1 Timothy 4, chapter 4th and 5th verses let me repeat that so important 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 4 and 5 for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer Now, the voice spake unto him, that is, unto Peter, again the second time, What God has cleansed, that call not thou common. Now, this was done thrice. In other words, he saw this and heard the voice three times. And the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision, which he had seen, should mean, you see, it said he doubted, I think really, what it, the, the, a better translation would be, while he thought or questioned in himself, asked himself the question, what, what does this mean? I think somehow on the inside of him, Peter knew what the vision meant, but that he doubted that it could mean that. God was saying, what I have cleansed, that call thou not common. Now up till this time, the church was strictly a Jewish church. But God was showing Peter in this vision that although the Jews considered the Gentiles unclean, God did not. And what he calls and cleansed and saved are clean. Praise God. Now, while Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him. Now, I want you to notice this. He gave him guidance. He gave him direction concerning his will. God spoke to him through this vision, but he still didn't know exactly what it meant. Yet, the Spirit, verses 19 and 20, the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now you see, that was guidance. The Spirit told him to go, evidently just the inward voice. Now another illustration showing God's guidance through supernatural means is found in Acts 8, verse 26 through 29. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And, behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot read, Esaias, or Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Now let us pause for a moment to observe one thing. Some people admit that although God spoke to the apostles, such as Peter, such divine visitations were for the apostles only, they say. Notice, however, that Philip was not an apostle. The best we can say about him is that he was an evangelist and a deacon. Yet the Lord spoke to him. The Spirit said unto Philip. Now it doesn't say how the Holy Spirit said it, whether it was audible or just an inward voice. But we do know this wasn't just an inward witness. We know that. If that had been the case, it would have said the Spirit witnessed to Philip. But it didn't say the Spirit witnessed to him it said the Spirit said to him. Now notice the similarity between these two references here Uh, of Acts 10, the 19th verse. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him. Then the 29th verse of the 8th chapter of Acts, then the Spirit said unto Philip. Now in both cases, I want you to notice that the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, said something. They didn't just have, it wasn't just witness to them that they should do something. It said the Spirit said something. Notice something Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in John, the 16th chapter, the 13th and 14th verses. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Now, notice that Jesus said that the Holy Ghost would speak, though not in himself. Now, this isn't referring to speaking with tongues. The Holy Ghost doesn't speak with tongues. The Holy Ghost gives you utterance, and you speak with tongues. See, Acts 2, 4 said, They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. He gave them utterance. They did the talking. But Jesus said, He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Whatsoever the Holy Spirit here, God says, that is what he will speak to you. He is abiding in your spirit, and he can speak to your spirit. I am convinced that the Holy Spirit spoke to the inside of Philip and said, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And I am convinced that the Holy Spirit spoke on the inside of Peter to his spirit and said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee, Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them doubting nothing for I have sent them. Now notice also that it says here in this scripture concerning Peter's vision that let me say it again that the Spirit said something. While Peter thought on the vision the Spirit said unto him behold three men seek thee. Again I want to reemphasize it. That is my personal opinion, I do not know because the scripture only says that the Spirit said, but it's my personal opinion that the Spirit didn't just witness to Peter's heart. If that had been the case it would have said the Spirit witnessed to Peter, but it said the Spirit said to him. And so, I believe that this was the Holy Spirit speaking directly to his spirit and, of course, uh, he obeyed. Now then, I want to read uh, something about and want us to notice two other visions. Because sometimes God does guide, God does direct, make known His will through a vision. In Acts, the ninth chapter, the ninth through the twelfth verse, the Word of God says, And He was three days without sight. And neither did eat nor drink. Now you know, of course, this is talking about Saul of Tarsus, who had become acquainted with Jesus out there on the road to Damascus. And now then, the eighth verse says, Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Now notice the tenth verse. And there was a certain disciple... At Damascus named Ananias and to him said the Lord in a vision Ananias and he said I'm behold I'm here Lord and the Lord said unto him arise and go into the street which is called straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus for behold he prayeth and is seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight.
0: You're listening to Rayma for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagen, plus the single CD and mini-book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagen. These three items together are just nineteen Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at Rama.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
1: And if you're in the Oklahoma City area, we will have Carol's candle and Communion on that Sunday night. I believe that's December the 22nd, I believe. 8921 Northwest Expressway. We meet there every Sunday at 6 p.m. We are there live. Yeah. I, uh, you know, you remember they started Saturday Night Services a long time ago uh, so people could be free on Sunday? yes. Hey, you can be free all weekend and come Sunday Sunday night and Mm -hmm. enjoy Sunday morning on Sunday night. That's right. All right.
0: During this holiday season, we invite you to come see the Rhema Christmas lights. Over two million lights illuminate the Rhema campus in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, nightly through January 1st. For more info, go to com slash Christmas. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Know the Will of God. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.